Welcome to Let's Get Bitchin', your go-to spot for movie wrap-ups, media reviews, and everything you didn't ask for but are getting anyway. What are you waiting for? Let's Get Bitchin'. Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Get Bitchin'. As always, I'm your host, Genesee Gabrielle, and this week joining us is my lovely, beautiful, wonderful fiancé. That's me! Naomi! That's me! Um, hello Naomi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I, I got the the Sunday scaries because I remembered I have to go to work tomorrow. <gasps> no, don't do that. Don't think about that. It's too late. <gasps> I wake up like every Sunday just like thinking about it and I'm like, oh God, oh God. But then I'm also like, I could go out sick tomorrow for a very valid reason. Mm, but then you would lose uh, That's time That's literally off. why yeah. I'm going to work tomorrow. For the holidays. Um, yeah. Real rough. Yeah. Brutal out here, guys. It is brutal out here. It is brutal out here. Yeah. Um, in other news, today, when this episode is airing, is National Coming Out Day. Yes! Ooh! Did you know I actually did publicly come out on National Coming Out That's Day? That's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, I came out to, like, my family and friends and stuff in my circle, but I hadn't really came out, like openly to like everybody which for me you know was kind of a big deal because at the time I was still heavily involved in an evangelical Christian church because I hated myself apparently mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, yeah and so I uh it was national coming out day that I I can't remember what year who knows I don't know not me I'm sure I'll get a Facebook memory for tomorrow and then I'll tell you that's um fun. and uh, that's when I posted on my Facebook and like on my social media stuff being like I'm bisexual, and I actually intend on dating women, and that doesn't change my value. Fuck y'all. In a lot nicer words. And I was about to say, that. quote that. TM. Post now. Yeah, right? <laughs> now I would post that for sure. I'd like, fuck you guys. But, um... Well, but then the she people... says that, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't post those words. Well, I would. I would now. Mm-hmm. But I unfriended all those people on Facebook, no, so really, I'd be telling the people I like to fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> the few people, yeah, fr- the few people who I still like from that church would be the ones who I'd tell the fuck off. And so I'm like, not exactly the message I'm wanting. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll go to that church and like just walk in and be like, I hate all of you. Fuck you. Mm. Who knows? Good plan. Good plan. Good game. Good game. Yeah. So what we're here to talk about today is not uh, the impact of evangelicalism on uh, young gays, although that would be an interesting conversation. That's another episode. That's another episode. That's another episode. (laughs) Today, in honor of... (laughs) National Coming Out Day, we are going to talk about or our forefathers and foremothers and uh, four gender-neutral folks who... Are four former... folks! <laughs> yes! I'll say that or the four, or the four they thems. The four they thems. Um, <laughs> the four folks. I love that. I love that, too. <laughs> our four folks. We are... The um, four folks of... Of, of the poor folks of queer history. Of queer history. We're talking we about... Something. We really did. Wow. We're we uh, making waves out that. here, folks. Um, you know what I realized today, babe? Oh, oh ask me in a minute because I do want to finish so- telling everybody what we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about. Um, we're going to be ch- chatting about um, people who could not, for various reasons, come out um, as part of the LGBTQ plus community. 
Um, so we kind of broke those up into two different categories of like people who couldn't come out because more so because of their like historical context, like possibly there weren't really those Mm -hmm. words to identify as back then, or it really just wasn't a thing that you came out and then or they might like literally put you in prison or like kill you or something right (laughs) right um and then more in like modern history people who were forced to hide their sexuality um even though there were those terms and there were more um lgbtq movements and some of those are also people who maybe were openly out at that time Mm -hmm. but history just was like history has ignored them because yeah. then we'd have to admit that there's cool people who are gay and there's people who we love and are and hold dear to our heart who are gay yeah. and that just does not make um me as a american feel great because i yeah. like to think that um we're or person you're not just american homophobia right. is not just american yeah. um but uh you know that wouldn't that would um undo the bias i have of thinking all gay people are are sinners are and burden hell and they're horrible yeah and they're all deviants Mm-hmm. When in reality, the gays are just like your next door neighbor, who yeah. you love and have over we're for dinner just, sometimes, and you think has a great gal pal. We're just out here like baking cookies and ma- and making bread and talking to our friends. Like we're we're really just out here living life. Oh my god, we're um, just normal people. Yeah, we also burn the American flag for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we actually I'm just haven't kidding. done that, I'm just but kidding. like, I'm mostly just clarifying that for like my mother, just in case she decides to listen to that. We're not this is the one episode. We're not burning you know, American flags, but we definitely, I definitely want to keep them in our home. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is one. No, not really. There might be on something that we have, like something like political or like a souvenir yeah. or something. But yeah, yeah but we don't that's... have any displayed. We have a big gay flag out front. On our window, but we do, Amen, Hallelujah. That's the important flag Praise here. Praise the Lord. Um, and the reason that we are talking about um, LGBTQ plus people who have been closeted by history is because um, I think it's really important to, especially on a day where we're celebrating, being able to come out, understanding um, the historical importance of that and how yeah. difficult it has been to come out, and not just difficult, but I mean illegal. Yeah, and acknowledge, like you said, and our, dangerous. Fo- our four folks our fo- our who have folks. paved the way for us and have made it so, because, you know, I think right now it's, I don't say right now, it's easy to forget, but it's like, Genesee and I have this ongoing discussion about how, like, we live in a gay bubble sometimes because, like, mm-hmm. all of our roommates are queer, most of our close friends are queer, mm-hmm. so, like, somehow I ended up with a straight male best friend, it's very weird, but, like, you know, most of our, like, As central I, circle... Yeah. Mm-hmm. is queer most of like a lot of our family is queer mm-hmm. it's and so it's very um easy to forget that that's not how the world works right because our daily lives work that way right and so and i think that's becoming more of a common thing that people not i think that some people create the misperception that because we have so many bubbles like this it has been like ex- like gay people and trans people are more accepted and it's not as dangerous to be lgbtq plus they still die at a way higher rate yeah i don't think that that is the reality but i think that it has actually been um there's more of a like need and um like within like with lgbtq people there's been it's been more normalized for us to create and find those spaces because we do need them yes. and you like, know and, and they are safer and they are yeah. comforting and it goes and... well with your um 
I like we you know we've talked about before on episodes and I know you've talked about in other episodes as well like the concept of like chosen family and things like that where mm-hmm. sometimes you know when you spend a lot of time with your chosen family it's easy to it's not, I don't say forget but it's it is like it's it becomes a more of an adjustment mm-hmm. when you go somewhere like you know like when I started the job I have currently I my previous job even though I didn't always get along with all my coworkers we were all very progressive we were all very good friends like they I still hang out with them and still talk to them all regularly mm-hmm. whereas my current job is a Catholic organization. Right. And while it's not, like, there's not, like, Catholic mm. rules to my job, like, I'm not held to any Catholic standards, and they theoretically are pro-LGBTQ rights. Mm-hmm. I say theoretically, because mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure how that works in practice. But um, well, there... you are. You're just not allowed to y- talk about it. Yes. Yes. True. Find me... Hit me <laughs> up and talk to me personally, and I'll gladly tell you how mm. I feel about that. But there was this moment that, like, I hadn't really had in a while where I was like, can I come out right now? Like, am I allowed mm. to say? Because, like, and, but then it would come up because people, like, you know, because I work with a bunch of, like, other, like, late 20s, early 30s, 40s, like, middle-aged women mm-hmm. who are like, you're wearing a ring? Are you engaged? Are you married? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yes. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like oh my god, who? And I'm like, it's my fiance, Genesee. I love her very much. And, like, no one ever said anything and no one has ever treated me differently. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I had to, like, go through that moment where I was like, Am I safe to like right. say something right now? Like I dropped right. some hints. Like I was like, I have this gay water bottle, and I <laughs> and I immediately was like only spoke, speaking to like the uh, only other gay person in our office right. who was actually in the other office that we share a space with. But I was like, I like found I like found her and was like, you're gay, right? Like, right. and she was like, yeah, yeah, me and my wife. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So like that's cool here. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, good, <laughs> okay, good. But like question mark. But I was like, I had to find out. Um, and so I think, yeah, there's a long, long history of people who have gone through a lot of really really hard stuff and fought a really really hard fight to get where we are now and people still are fighting that fight and still doing that both here like in america all over the world so many like you know that still is an ongoing problem but there are so many people you know who we do look back on in a lot of different ways and can be like one or like either like you know thanks for your work Mm-hmm. Or while wow, you did great things, but then there's also people who I'm like, we really just pretended that they weren't out there being gay the whole time. Right. When they were. Right. Yeah. Well, and we're going to get into that. So yes. let's start, shall we? Oh, although before we do, I want to tell you what I realized today. Oh, yeah. Just tell me, tell me, tell me. So today I realized, um, because I was we were reading through this material, and I, I read an acronym that was kind of outdated for LGBTQ, right? Mm-hmm. That was LGB, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized that the Let's Get Bitchin' podcast <laughs> is the yeah. same acronym. Oh my god! As Lesbian I Gay love Bisexual. That. Isn't that wild? That is so perfect. <laughs> like, that is too good. That is too and good. And I did not and plan that, guys. No, I think that should be the next quarterly um, Patreon like postcard. Oh which, my first god, of all, I love that. Um, Patreon, her, um, the Patreon for the Let's Patreon. Get Bitchin' is back. It Become is a back. real bitch and yeah. give us some money. <laughs> Fuck. If yes. you get to this part, I know you're actually listening because we're like 10 minutes in. That's true. So give give Genesee some money because she deserves it because she works real hard. Yes. So if you did not already know, um, Let's Get Bitchin' has a Patreon where you can get bonus content. Mm-hmm. Um, our Weekly wrap-ups and monthly yeah. reviews. Yeah, you can get yeah they're they're monthly reviews. Although I've changed the title of them now, they're yes. they're bi monthly bitch fests where I'll give like 
Yes. Reviews, recommendations, more like exclusive content. Um, but then also might just be like, fuck this shit. I might also just be talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of depends you on can, my mood. I get this for um, free because I'm behind the pay, like I'm behind the paywall because I'm getting married to her, but it's worth the money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those are our, our big, like, I don't know, perks for our real bitches, which is our top, top of the tip of this tier, mm-hmm. which is like, I think it's like $10 a month for our top tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that tier, you also get, um, quarterly postcards mm-hmm. from moi and I write a little note to them and I design them myself and they're adorable. You should kiss them all next time with lipstick. I don't think that I'm, I don't know. Maybe. I'll, do I'll think of. <laughs> I'll think about it. We'll give them a Maybe Gemma for pa- Valentine's Day. Gemma Maybe for like a time when that actually makes sense. A Gemma paw print. To kiss something? Also like germs. I don't know. I'll think about it. We'll put a Gemma paw print. I don't know that I want to put ink on Gemma's paws. But no, anyway, not the point. Um, <laughs> You also get a one-time shout out, shout out at the beginning of an episode and a one-time um, Let's Get Bitchin' sticker yes, that is exclusive to our Patreon fun. subscribers. They are fun. And cute, and I'm not biased saying I helped design them. Yeah, that's true. And then we have two lower tiers that have like d- different little bits of those content, um, yes. and it's, merch and stuff. But yeah, it's a really it. good time. It's really fun, and it yes. really does help us um, improve our podcast. With you know, all of that money goes into like equipment and yeah. shit. Me. Um, and designing bigger and better stuff for y'all. Hell yeah. So yeah, definitely f- check us out on Patreon and support us there. And, that, and you can also support, um, us, but, or her, I'm just here for the fun. Um, you can support Let's Get Bitchin' by sharing it on your social media. Yeah, leave us a review on yeah. that good, uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah, leave a review, download, share, tell everybody to listen to it, force your family to listen to it, lock them in the car and turn it on, <laughs> and then make them play it on their phones too. Yeah. Um, so you can all listen to it. Just, like, like, go to the Let's Get Bitchin' Spotify page and, like, press play before you go to bed and just put it in, like, headphones on a seat. Yes, put and, it in headphones, because if you turn... You know. I don't know if it's the same for podcasts, but on music, if you turn it to mute, it does not count. Yeah. Yeah. It does not count. I learned that in my in my One Direction fandom days. For that Harry Styles' <laughs> first album, for Louis Tomlinson's first album, I played them for, like, a week straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what's sad? Mm. Um... My top listened song on Spotify isn't mm-hmm. a song I did that to. Wow. It is a Louis That's Tomlinson song, though. That's I don't know if it currently impressive. did that way, because I know now that my, now that we use my Spotify a lot in the car, it right. hasn't. It, I've really fucked really, up her algorithm. It has, but then I think because those are all, like, in a baseline now, that, like, now when I listen to, like, Harry Styles or Louis Tomlinson or Niall Horn, like, they go, or Halsey, they go up higher. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then Trixie Mattel pops up in my top, because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go through a phase where I'm like, Mama, don't make me put on the dress again. <laughs> okay and uh, on that note um let's Tricks start Mattel, one of the closet homosexuals of our time <laughs> let's start with people who couldn't come out because of um like, their time yeah like because, context yeah, yeah maybe it wasn't a term or whatever and then a lot of these people have also been silenced by historians yes, because the, Huge fucking the more research you do about these people the more clearly it was that they were somewhere on the queer spectrum like back then we didn't have the same verbiage so historians are homophobic yeah because you know who writes history white straight people and they're the worst yeah 
Yeah. And worst. not just that, not just that, because yeah. that is not to say that there are not gay historians out here. It is not to say there are not trans historians out here. That is not to say that there are not, like, people of color who are historians out here. What it is to say is that the institutions that um, legitimize, like, mm-hmm. what we then count as history, big quotation marks, um, yes. is a white heteronormative institution and a lot of them um, are looking, and male and a lot of them looking for confirmation male. bias of believing yes. of further perpetuating their ideas yes and also further perpetuating that the people who don't say these things are wrong right and especially because that's like that has to do with like the whole idea of an institution and academia as an institution mm-hmm. not just historians yeah. because if you acknowledge that any one of these people are queer and that at some point historians identified them as heterosexual that means that someone in your field using the tools that you use identify falsely identified them as heterosexual exactly and then i think there's and you have to like call into question your entire field which you do that is what we should yes. be doing but people don't like to and do there's that. so much to say about how there was um because i think it's real. i think a a discussion I've seen recently online is, you know, where for a while it was really popular on Twitter to be like, how come no one's talking about this? When people are, you're just not listening or you're not looking in the right places mm-hmm. because so many of these things where it's like the stuff about, you know, like people historically who have been gay, it was there all along. Mm-hmm. The people who were talking about it, or the people who kept those things documented mm-hmm. were um, not respected, not listened to, not acknowledged, or those uh, that evidence was blatantly destroyed. Mm some of that stuff it's like i think it's someone who we mentioned here well i'll mm-hmm. leave it for later um i believe some of their historical letters were actually like burnt or yeah. parts of it were like redacted like their family yeah. just went and like took it out yeah. because they're like or like their estates would remove those things because right. they didn't want that to be part of their like legacy and the things that they were that were like they remembered by because i think that actually they were worried it was a few gonna... people on this list i would say a lot of them yeah <laughs> i would say probably almost all of them i can identify at least two yeah I'm not yes, even that great at history. No, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I had to do Damn. a lot of googling for this shit. Same. I had to read. I had to read a lot. So, and on that note, let's start with um, monarchs of England. <gasps> yes. So, I think this is a really interesting one because the monarchy of England is really, really set on upholding a certain image, yes. which has obviously in the last few years been a really big part of the narrative around the royal family yeah because between um, Meghan markle and then princess diana yeah where everyone's like they're racist what and they yeah. they have this and idea. princess diana i mean a big a big conversation around her is the fact that she was probably a lesbian was she yeah that's like the huge that's like a huge thing that's like i didn't know that with the movie that they're doing with Kristen stewart oh that's why they cast the Kristen that's stewart. why they casted Kristen stewart i knew that I, there was like things because a lot of it was that she just wasn't this like prim and proper person but i honestly i haven't done a lot of um oh my god oh, rain. it is raining it is raining can y'all hear that <laughs> it started out of nowhere so hard um but yeah i didn't i didn't know that i just knew that there was a lot of uh a lot of stuff around there. I didn't know that she was someone who people were like, she gay. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that doesn't surprise me if she was, like, at least a freewheeling bisexual. Right. I don't want to say at least because that makes it sound like that's a qualifier of being like, you're right. almost to the top. I mean, like, I wouldn't. Okay. Let's let's see this. One moment, folks. And um, it has not been confirmed, unsurprisingly, that she was queer. But there are suspicions. And there's a lot about her being... Um, 
an oh, active supporter of. And yeah, an active supporter of LGBTQ rights and. Friends with um, Freddie Mercury. So that makes you gay, Jason, anyway. And like just generally a queer icon. I found this really interesting article that I'm gonna like flag to look more at later. Mm-hmm. Um, why Princess Diana is an enduring queer icon. I love stuff about that. Like why certain yeah. people are queer icons. It's. Yeah, and it has a it had a sentence where it was like it was like yeah her life in many ways was queer and I was like oh my god yes let's talk about her life how her life was queer please oh my god it's hailing I now I love that I literally I don't even think the weather knows what the weather is doing um hey, so Jenna, let's go potty <laughs> don't do that to her she's startled oh my god it is really hailing Jesus criminy <laughs> She doesn't like it, so I'm going to have to hold her and cuddle her now. And uh, this is <laughs> authentic audio of Naomi being a dog mom, yelling at Hale for scaring her dog. It's true. Why should anything in this world inconvenience my sweet Gemma? <laughs> so, Nothing should ever inconvenience Gemma. She is the world's most important thing. <laughs> With the monarchy, we do have some um, some a- some actual monarchs who were who had documented um, same-sex partners. Uh, one of the most notorious of those was um, King Edward II, who became King of England in 1307. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, he had like a bunch of lovers, and it was like it was very, very well documented. And then um, a bunch of male lovers, yeah. And then um, there was William the Second, Richard the First, Richard the Second, James the First of England. Um, He was interesting because he was married with seven kids, but had um, multiple boyfriends. Wow. Yeah, that Hot were documented. Damn. And then I believe it was William the Prince or King William the Third who um was married but never had kids and um never had a mistress, so people thought they were like, Oh, you don't have a mistress, you must be gay. And then he also didn't have kids, so they were like, Oh my god, you must be gay and then there were a lot of Though Handsome, like strapping would, young men around the castle. Yeah, currently though, I'd still uh, say that's a pretty good way to figure out someone's gay. Now. I, d- I would agree. No yeah. kids, they don't have any. Uh, it's, well, it's like when you know when people are like, "Wow, gal pals," you know, or two just best friends. Wow, yeah. I can't believe it. You know, it's, it's like it's that carries the same energy. Yeah, just so that nobody gets confused, Naomi's just my really good friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. we we only share a bed because of you know economic purposes. Two beds would be too expensive. Yeah, we can't afford two rooms. <laughs> We live in Portland. Who do you think we are? We're lucky we don't live on the floor. Anyway, and then there's Anne, the Queen of Great Britain in 1702. Hot damn. Yes. Out what? here giving us some lesbian representation. Hot damn. Yes. Um, so those were them. We're just going to ble- breeze through the monarchs because especially like the older ones, most of those, with the exception of Queen Anne, um... I think all of those predated like the 1700s. Yes, there's not going to be. So the the so from my understanding, it was a bit more common back then to be like sexually fluid. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much like an identity. Yeah. It was just kind of like because there's uh... a lot of stuff where like in a lot the more research that's done, the more they're like, oh yeah, um, people were like they rewrote the narrative basically mm-hmm. in hit like more modern historians rewrote the narrative of the past being like there weren't gay people 
Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? It's like how they basically just added the word homosexuality to the Bible, even though homosexuality didn't, didn't is a modern that. term. Yeah, and they're like, Doesn't yeah, make sense, so like obviously the Bible included that word because it didn't since it didn't exist. But in reality, <laughs> the places where that actually was is probably more likely referring to pedophilia that happened right. between um, men and children, or like it was yeah. referring to more like. Yeah, it wasn't, or it was referring to men who slept with men while they were, like, married or things. Like, it was, uh, that might have the right one, but it was not referring to what we think is modern-day homosexuality. Right. So, yeah. it's like, those motherfuckers. Yep. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, this is one of my favorites, because this was, and some of the, some of the gay monarchs was mentioned in Red, White, White, and Royal Blue as well. But, yeah. um, this was referenced a lot in Red, White, and Royal Blue, and I think was also hinted at in the musical Hamilton. Yes. Um, our one and only Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, because they look at his letters and things, and they've been like, maybe him and John Lawrence were a little, little fruity. Mm-hmm. A little fruity together. Um, I mean, I don't know, babe. Maybe, maybe grown men who are running a country just tell each other that they love each other and um, and call, right, call them my dear and yes. my love. And, there, uh, again, there even is a reference to this in the good old Lin Manuel Miranda's Hamilton. Because mm-hmm. there's a part where it's like, where it's like, I think your pants are hot. I like you a lot, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where he's talking to John Lawrence. So it's like, fair. <laughs> Lindell Miranda would lie to us about American history. What? <laughs> just Never. kidding. I'm just kidding. Hamilton is very historically inaccurate. Yeah, but that's okay. That's um, okay. I want to talk. You about... know what's not? Their letters where they tell each other they love each other. Yeah, those aren't. Those are real. Those mm-hmm. aren't in Hamilton the musical, but they're real. Yeah. Another another example of Hamilton letting us down. Yeah, and he created modern day banking. What a letdown. I was talking about Hamilton the musical, but oh. okay. Oh, I was <laughs> Whereas I'm like, yeah, Hamilton, let's talk about his fault. <laughs> <laughs> though, a fun thing, though, is I went, when I went to New York, I went to New York during Ham- like when Hamilton was really, really popular. Obviously, mm-hmm. I didn't see it because it, I didn't have a million dollars. But um, I went and saw a bunch of Hamilton, like, places in New York. Because they're mm-hmm. just, like, literally... Mm-hmm. It's all, like, in downtown Manhattan. Right. And so, like, he's... His, um... He's buried in, um, you know, in Hampton was like, I'm buried in Trinity near you. That, yeah, I went there and saw, and saw them. And Hamilton, mm-hmm. when I was there, the Hamilton's thing was, um, being restored because his birthday was about to happen. So they knew there were people were going to come because thanks a mm-hmm. lot Miranda. Um, but they, people leave coins mm-hmm. on his grave since he had so much to do with modern banking yeah, or with the, bank, with the banking system. Yeah. The people leave coins on his, uh, on his grave. Fascinating. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so yeah, there you have it. Alexander Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll let you do this one, babe. This one? Mm-hmm. No. no. Oh. I want to do both because they go together, I think. Okay, go for so, it. I want to do her, though. Yeah. Well, I'll mention them when we talk about it. Where there is a couple uh well, I think there is a long trend and thread of people who were some of the great creatives mm-hmm. of modern time history all were, like, a lot of the great creatives were yeah. were or gay or homosexual. Queer, yeah. you know, a lot of them are. And two of my personal American poets, Emily Dickinson and Walt Whitman. Mm-hmm. Um, Walt Whitman, from what I understand, was more, I think, more open about it than I think than Emily Dickinson was. But um, they both kind of existed in the times before modern day ideas of what, like, 
homosexuality was. Mm -hmm. But they, I think they also, I think, fall under one where they couldn't, you know, they couldn't really come out at the time because that really wasn't a thing you could do. But then they also straight up were once a history just, like, made straight. Like, I learned about Walt Whitman and Emily Dickinson in school and nobody mentioned that they were gay. And they would still, like, and... I'm like, but then when you read their work, there's stuff that is very, very gay in their stuff. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't, in, like, your teachers just don't include it. Yeah. But then, like, Becca, who went to school, the same school and had a lot of the same teachers as me, I'm pretty sure did learn about that stuff. Right. And, you know, I think there's, a, you know, one is, that, you know, the time that passed in between, but then also Becca was more out in high school, and so it would make more sense that teachers mm-hmm. were having that conversation with her, right. whereas people weren't bringing that up to me. But then also... um a lot of my teachers thought I was dead ass stupid, so they didn't bother talking to me about things. Like I would say stuff, and they like, or like when I wrote papers, they like wouldn't give me any response. They would just give me a letter grade and then not, and then hand it back and never, and like refuse to speak to me about it. Mm. I had that happen with like three different male English teachers. Jesus. Yeah, because they didn't really value me as a human because they're shitheads. But um, and uh, if I could go back and punch at least one of them in the face, I know who it would be. It's you, Mr. Berenger. I would punch you in the face. <laughs> um, maybe I shouldn't mention you by no. name, but um. You said some stuff to me that still sits in the back of my mind. You created a bad core memory for me, Mr. Berenger, and no, you probably no. don't remember. Um, and, uh, sorry, um, I'm derailing, but, because he really had nothing to do with gay things. Okay. Um, but, yeah, those are both very um, openly discussed as gay mm-hmm. now, and that yeah. really wasn't, and to the point where now that you can transition to mentioning stuff about Emily Dickinson, because she Ooh. now has a bunch of gay TV about her, and love, gay media about her. I love it. Yeah, I think what's really interesting, though, about what you pointed out about, like, Emily Dickinson being, like, more intentionally erased as being gay than Walt Whitman, it probably has to do with the gender differences, because while there can be a lot said about the, um, like, there was a tendency, I think, in um, like much older historical times mm-hmm. to be more accepting of like sexual fluidity mm-hmm. or at least like less stigmatization of it. Mm-hmm. The difference there, though, I think, is that um, because of the there was still such a patriarchal yes. importance, especially like when we're talking in the context of Emily Dickinson um, in the period of like American history where where we're talking about, she, she she had absolutely no rights in terms of like land ownership, money, all of that. Unless she was in relationship to a man. Yeah. Yeah. And she was married to a man. She was not. She was, no, she wasn't. She lived in solitude, right? Basically. She did. And her, and her, um, her lover was her childhood best friend and sister-in-law. Yep. That's what it yep. was. Yeah. Her lover married her brother. Yep. <laughs> keeping, it the, keeping it close. Keeping it, keeping in, the it family. in the family. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, Emily Dickinson is a goddamn queen. And um, her she is an example of her um, letters and some of her poems being altered and burned. Mm-hmm. Um, because her brother's... Um, mistress found them after emily dickinson died and um altered some of them yeah because if i remember correctly i don't think and i think a lot of them weren't really even published until like the 90s yeah so yeah like the 1990s (laughs) no emily dickinson is really interesting because she um was not famous anywhere near when she was alive yeah now she's like Um, literally considered one of the most american yeah 
she's like one of the most American influence, like influential American poets of all time. Yeah. Like she's like everybody, even if you don't like know exactly what her work is, you know who Emily Dickinson is. Right. Like everybody's had to read an Emily Dickinson poem in school. And, and so that's where I'm like, I think it's so funny because so many teachers are like, talk about like all these critical lenses you're supposed to look at things through right. and they do not teach queer lens they do right. not teach queer critical theory mm-hmm. in schools which is they may now in some places but i know warrant. when i was in school i didn't yeah. and when i i think the first time i ever had actually like was told to look at something through a queer lens mm-hmm. was when i was in college and even then i was I, I remember getting in like this argument with one of my with my professor who i loved and she actually was a great professor mm-hmm. about because i said that i thought gender and sexuality are separate they we were taught to them as one lens and i was like gender and sexuality are completely unrelated mm. we're like where i'm like you can look at something through a gender qu- lens and a queer lens and have right. them be very, very uh, or different. a sexual lens and have them be very different yeah and um i my professor just didn't quite get it like she was trying really hard because right. she actually was someone who was very in support of using um like a they them pronouns like she was like people who say it's not are stupid like she basically was like they're wrong they don't understand the fluidity of language right. and it's and his past and current usage they're mm-hmm. wrong um so she actually was pretty like progressive and forward thinking about a lot of stuff but she didn't quite get that right. and where like we're just i think if we were taught or if people were taught or even like just like told that that was a thing at a lot younger age we'd have a lot more people looking at those things yes and then also now though the accessibility of information on the internet makes it a lot easier because like yeah. when i was in high school like that was like te- over like i started high school almost 15 years ago mm-hmm. and which makes me upset to think about right um but there is um like i didn't have personal access to computers right i had one at home but it was a shared desktop computer and we did not have great internet. I didn't have something with my own personal device of any sort until I had like an iPod touch mm. when I was like a junior in high school, I think, mm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And even then though, like what you, like, I didn't really know that that's like, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't occur to me to go like, look for that information. I was like right. watching Jonas brother videos on YouTube <laughs> and like, yeah, there, I think that, I mean, what you're talking about is like the evolution of like information transference oh for sure and um and the tools for like which we're evaluating information right 100 um, and and how readily available we can like learning about those is which yeah. is definitely very relevant yes um, information is can't be gatekept as much it still is you know obviously with paywalls with right academics but like it's right. a lot easier to get information because now you don't have to like physically go down to the library and check a book out and read it yeah <laughs> or like try to get academic articles you know like you can just google stuff and right. jstor man oh, i love that shit oh yeah jstor is the best uh-huh. um but yeah, and so and that's something also that is really interesting about Emily Dickinson is that I mean you were talking about about all of the kind of like modern interpretations and representations of her life and her work, and one of my favorite canonically queer um, television shows is the show Dickinson about mm-hmm. um, the life of Emily Dickinson. Now the thing about this show is that it's a period piece, but it is a satirical per- period piece in some respects, and that like. It does use language and the soundtrack of the show and different things are are not representative of what would have been accurate um, when Emily Dickinson was alive. It also has some, like, interesting things about, like, witchcraft and stuff in the second season that it's, it's, it takes some leaps. It takes mm-hmm. some leaps. The, the show takes some uh, creative leaps. But it is still a really enjoyable show and it, it, um, 
really like one of the focus points of the show is Emily's um, work as a poet, her position in society as a woman, her choice to not marry, mm-hmm. um, her relationship with her lover. I mean, all of that stuff. It's, it's incredible. It's a really, really great show. Um, so I highly recommend that. It's on um, Apple Plus, right? It is on Apple TV Plus. And it, the third and final season is coming out November 6th. Oh, that's so soon. Fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to come out so soon. Uh, yeah, November is Haley Steinfeld's month. She's She plays Dickinson in that show. Um, no, and, November's One Direction's month, because that's when all their albums came out. Uh, <laughs> Emily Dickinson has a, sh- a series coming out on uh, Netflix, She's a movie. Apple TV+, and um, Disney+. Plus. Yes. All in November. What's our di- the Disney+, Plus? what's the That's Disney? Hawkeye. Oh, I forgot. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye. I forget what her Netflix show is going to be, and then she has Dickinson Which, this is on ha- Apple Haley TV+. Haley Seinfeld. Plus. Yeah, Haley You Seinfeld. said Emily Dickinson at first. I was like, there's going to oh. be an Emily Dickinson Disney Plus show? And no, I was like, no. okay. Haley Seinfeld. Yeah, Haley okay, Seinfeld. no, that makes sense. My bad. Um, um, anywho, Alexander the Great. Um, yeah, fruity little fucker. <laughs> I don't, I don't know much about Alexander the Great, to be honest. Alexander the Great... I, I think, know yeah, who I he this is, this was like... one that I found. Yeah, so Alexander the Great was um, a king in ancient Greece. Um, he was the, the king of the kingdom of Macedonia, or Macedon. Uh, my bad. I don't think those are at all the same thing. Macedonia is a modern country. Um, and Macedonia? Pretty sure. I think Macedonia is modern. It's an empire, I think. Uh, is a country in southeastern Europe founded in what? 1991. Yeah, Model what? UN, bitch. I could have sworn that was like an ancient empire. No, no. Oh, but Macedonia is also a region in Greece. Okay, so I wasn't crazy. There was something like ancient about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It is also a re- region in Greece. Sick. Okay, so we. No, were, I wasn't totally we, wrong. <laughs> North Macedonia is technically the country. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah. wrong, but I wasn't right either. Okay, sick. I wasn't Anywho. completely off base. Anywho, um, yeah, Alexander the Great, um, was I think the thing for him is he was like what we would consider as sexually fluid, like truly. He was just kind of like, which makes sense all for any. being in ancient Greece. I mean, and yeah. we have all the think, the Greek gods and goddesses yeah. on my list, I who were also just put, fucking everybody. In my in my yeah. in my list, I literally just put all the Greek gods in yeah. ancient Greece. Like yeah. literally, which is like a thing I put on there because the situation. Basically, all of them were, and uh, yeah, and basically like, and like it's a, I always think because I think. Even, like, those, they were, so, like, ancient Greece stuff was so blatantly gay. Right. That even then, that, like, even, like, that is one of the few things that, like, as in, like, as a, like, in school they, like, told me about. Like, they were like, right. yeah, this is gay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they, they were, like, definitely playing it down. Yeah. They were, like, or they, they like, portrayed, like, the, like, the male and male as, like, something that was deviant or right. something is bad. And I was, like, I was, like, which, you know, there is, there is a lot to say about some of it was. There was a lot of things about, like. Well, I wouldn't even say that like, that was because it was male and male, no, but just because of the, the disrespect for yes. each other yes that's more where i yeah. was going and i was like and yeah. or like there's i know there's a lot of discussion about violence. how like there's hmm? a lot of violence yeah and there's a lot of discussion about the um connection of like how a lot of like a lot of like there's stuff about like like boys and men and like that and stuff and that like that is the context that i was taught about um homosexuality in ancient greece 
mm-hmm. was that like men would um like have sex with young men with young boys mm. oh shit yeah right god it's brutal out here mm-hmm. um but yeah anywho that's uh, ancient greece one of my favorite people that was on this list that i learned about while we were doing research for it um was in a similar boat kind of as alexander the great although she was what we would now consider as um gender fluid i think is how i identify her um it is i'm gonna try to pronounce this correctly um hatshepsut she was a um queen in ancient egypt and um she identified as her majesty the king so she she had her subjects refer to her as a king um she would wear a lot of outfits that incorporated both like masculine and feminine aspects of um royal like attire and pharaoh looks where's her movie very interesting no for real um where's their their movie yeah i liked her a lot i identified with her a lot i was like oh god i'm also her majesty the king thank you thank you i like regularly we've talked about this bit on the podcast before but i regularly refer to myself as the husband it's true um uh, i've also recently become a few people's dads not daddies everybody calm down um i've become a father figure to some adults who need them uh because you know we're just out here filling each other's voids um <laughs> that sounded dirty <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um anywho um <laughs> so yeah i liked her a lot and i didn't i didn't know that i didn't i didn't realize that but it was really interesting too when i was like reading that information on her because like one of the articles that i found that was talking about her was like describing her as transgender Mm -hmm. um and was like you can't really say she was transgender but you can't also can't say she wasn't and i was like to me it doesn't really sound like that is the appropriate term for me it sounds like she's she is more existing in a place where she is either gender queer or gender fluid or non-binary like she's she's mm-hmm. existing in a place where she is adopting multiple genders not transitioning genders so yes. i thought that was interesting um and the final person that we have in this category is leonardo da vinci yes and with that though we could probably say there's quite a few t- people from a, that similar time period in, in egypt um, yeah or with Da Vinci. Yeah, I was like, Leonardo Da Vinci was a, uh, like, you know, the Renaissance. In general, the the, Renaissance, a lot yeah. of creatives who were in the Renaissance, a lot of scientists, yeah. a lot of people from there, like, um, you know, Leonardo Da Vinci, um, Michelangelo, mm. a lot of them. Like, I've really been loving this recent, um, I've seen a couple TikToks about it. I've seen a lot of posts online about it where people are talking about how, um, like, you know, the statue of David mm-hmm. um, was modeled after, I think it was, I think it's the statue of David, yeah, it was modeled after uh, Michelangelo's gay lover mm. or male lover and stuff like that, where my people are like, yeah, no, we have this information, we are not going to hide it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of people in the Renaissance who um, who come up with stuff like that, and I don't remember what it was that I saw that I thought that was interesting. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, other than the in the meme online where everyone says Da Vinci. Um, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah, they say he was homosexual is what I've seen that it says, though. 
Oh, it's the actual. Though, they, though there's, like, stuff about being, like, whether or not he actually engaged in, like, sexual acts or whether or not he was celibate or whether... Which I'm, like, film, like, sexual acts... I have acts. something that's gonna blow your mind, internet and historians. You don't have to be sexually yeah. active to be a homosexual. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Woo-hoo! Or, like... Well, I think also because that's very, like, diminishing of people who are, like, bisexual who have only been with one gender. Or just, I mean, like, or, in general, yeah. like, it, it also ignores the, it's... It ignores the complexity of gender. It ignores the complexity of gender. It ignores the complexity of sexuality. It ignores a lot of shit. But what I was saying is that it ignores the fact that we assume that people are heterosexual without any sexual experience, right? Yes. Um, and, and that in that, like, heterosexuality is seen as the, like... stasis point yeah like this is where you rest and then you venture off and you explore other sexualities if you fall into that That ain't fucking true that's that's not the truth right by i mean if we're going to be saying that oh you have to experience sexual sexuality before you decide whether or not you're queer then the same should stand for heterosexuality yeah you You know, know where people are like you know all those little shirts for like toddlers or babies that are like they're like future lady killer i'm like yeah probably he's probably gonna murder someone <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. also uh putting a shirt on your child that says lady killer is not but, like, is not appropriate yeah, like in people any... do it i know they do but it's i'm so like weird. that also shouldn't be a representation of of a child's sexuality like i know that it is but you really you're yeah. just raising your kid to be a murderer <laughs> do you know or like when people are like you know when they're like there's these baby reveal things that are like bows or bows and it's like are they gonna be like are they gonna go out and like hunt things with bows or are they gonna wear right. bows because they're a girl and i'm like maybe they'll fucking do both yeah i was like maybe you little bitch yeah katniss everdeen strong ass woman also was the best obviously um the best that you get bow and arrow of our generation obviously um and with that we move on to um lgbtq people that history hid um so this is more modern examples of people who um we're we're you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, um, but for whatever reason, they either could not come out or were out, and then people still... They just don't tell you. Yeah, acted, like, in history, acts like they weren't gay. Um, First example of this is um, Sally Ride, first female astronaut astronaut for the United States. Um, yeah, and I don't think it was known that she was gay until she was dead. Until she died, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, and she, like, had, I think she had a same-sex partner for, like, Yeah, because I think in her like, obituary, what, like, 27 yeah, it was, years? It was her obituary. Let me see if I can yeah. find it. Like, um, let me see yeah. this. Yeah, it says, the relevant, like, this is an article from NBC, so nothing, like, special, but this is, it's just, like, quoting her, um, mm-hmm. Her obituary says the revolution. The revelation came in a low-key way. Monday's obituary for Sally Ride Science, the um, educational venture she founded a decade ago, referred to Tam. Oh gosh, I don't know. How to say this last name. Oh, you want to take a while? Guess oh, Shoshnissi? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, that yeah. was as bad. her I'm partner sorry. of twenty-seven years, and um, yeah. So she did like after her death in the obituary, it was like she's gay. Good for her. And she kept quiet on it. But it's like, you know, there's so many, you know, you, we could go on forever about why we think it is or why we know why we think that it is. But, like, 
homophobia yeah i'm like i'm like this is usually she, the answer yeah because i'm like she was taught to everybody's like a mayor i remember like learning about her in like the third grade being like yeah. an american hero sally ride yeah. but you know we don't want american he- heroes to be lesbians oh no god, god no. forbid god no yeah don't let the children know <laughs> and that is to say like i think like i mean we're obviously like being satirical here but like the fact is that like she is an american hero and she is a lesbian mm-hmm. and when we don't talk about that we're further um like promoting the idea that it is bad and deviant to be somewhere on the lgbtq spectrum yeah um and that's just that's false i mean that really is just a societal construct that um heteronormativity has created and perpetuated but um yeah, it's real fucked. It is fucked. It's so stupid. And next on the fucked up train is, uh, this is yours, babe. Yeah. I think I'm saying this right. Bayard Rustin. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, um, activist and like he was, um, in the civil rights movement and then also an early, like an LGBTQ activist mm-hmm. who worked very closely with Martin Luther King Jr. And people just like, don't talk about him. Like, I think I had heard about him, but I didn't know that that's like, like, it wasn't, like, a secret whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But he got, like, a lot of his important works were kind of, like, shied away from because they're like, oh, he's gay. He's he's actively, like, you know, he's actively, like, working to... Like, he was an active LGBTQ activist in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he, like, just was secretly gay. Mm-hmm. And so he... Um, I can't remember if he was gay or bisexual. I don't want to say which one because I can't remember. But, yeah, he... It wasn't, like, a secret, but then, yeah, we, like... No one talks no about one him. No one talks about him, yeah. No one talks about him. But, yeah. like, but then, like, he comes off... So, him. he was out, but then he wasn't recognized for so much of the great work that he did as a consequence for being out. Yeah. Or even if, like, his work was, like, important at the time, like, historically, we just don't talk about him. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's fucked up. Next up... Oh, a, tri- a tried and true. Icon. Yeah, tried and true, Sapphic Icon. Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. Who, queen. if you didn't know, had a live-in girlfriend at the White House. Yes. Who was, Ooh. I think it was Lorraine or Lauren, I can't remember, Hicks. She was a journalist. Mm, and I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure she, like, li- spent, would, like, spend, or she would, like, spend, um, extended periods of time living in the White House. Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, living with them, other, like, in the White House. And they yeah. would, like, go on, like, vacations together and stuff. And there that. is a wonderful historical fiction book about them called White Houses that I adore. And um, it's a little bit... There's some definitely some trigger warnings in there, but it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was a very fun book to read. But, yeah, Eleanor Roosevelt was out there being, like, a raging gay and, so, and like, you know, ended up somehow marrying Franklin D. Roosevelt. Gross. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's also right. one, though, that, like, the media has, like, really, like, taken a hold of. Like, people, like, know that yes. she's gay now. Yeah. Like, at the time, she wasn't allowed to come out, but now... Everyone's like, yeah, everyone's we, like, mm. we be knowing that. Yeah. Now she's, like, literally a gay iconic. icon, so... Yeah. Um, Langston Hughes. Yeah. Um, modern... Or he was part of the Harlem Renaissance, was also one to be rumored to be gay, or I'm not exactly sure, you know, what... It's hard to see, I don't know what they're actually identified as, but, yeah, he was someone who, I think you learn about a lot like i knew who he was but i had no idea that that was part of his like mm-hmm. experience right and yeah like i'm i think i'm pretty sure i even like read langston hughes in school and i think and... something that's like important <laughs> to talk about there is like like okay well then we can talk about well if we aren't sure if it was rumored that he was gay why would we talk about it well why wouldn't we 
You yeah. know, like, why wouldn't we talk? Because that, I mean, if we're talking about the importance that, like, if we're talking about them in history classes and, to, like, the impact that he had in the Harlem Renaissance, um, I think it is equally important to integrate um, LGBTQ history into our discussions of history in the yes. classroom, you know? And yes. that that is, I mean, mm-hmm. rumors of people having same-sex relationships um, that being erased from different parts of history is essential to talk about in the context of history. Yes. Okay, know? I found something that was written by Glisten that I think that says it well. Because um, as while it was unclear that he identifies as identified as LGBTQ, some academics agree that there are gay undertones present in Langston's poetry, citing many of his unpublished works which may have been written for a male lover. Mm. He was never open about his sexuality. He instead chose to focus on the struggle of people of his people in the African-American community. And he's now recognized as one of the key figures of the Harlem Renaissance. And so it's one of those ones where, yeah, like looking back at his work, like he didn't talk about it when he was alive either. So we don't really know, but he's someone who's now is discussed as that could have been a, like a really strong possibility that he is a, or that he was a LGBTQ queer man. Right. But yeah, I think though, part of me is like, I see why that like, in some instances, because his story really, like, a lot of his work really was centered on African-American um, communities, you know, you know, Harlem Renaissance and all that stuff, but it's, um, but yeah, like, yeah, they just, like, leave that out. Mm-hmm. People just leave it out. That, that's even, like, a thing that could be mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and with that, we have Lorraine Hansberry. Yeah, another um, poet and playwright. I think, yeah, or was just a playwright? I can't remember, but yeah. Um... She wrote, um, I think it was A Raisin in the Sun, and and she was a closet lesbian. Mm. Yeah. It was before, um, like, before she was married, she had written notebooks about her, attra- like, you know, had written a bunch of stuff about her attraction mm-hmm. to women, and, um... And she, like, was in contact with, like, lesbian-based organizations and um, writing letters to, like, gay magazines and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so people provide that as evidence that... um, She was a lesbian. Yeah, and that she was possibly involved in, you know, gay rights and Mm -hmm. her... um, But then it says that, like, there really isn't evidence that she was actually involved in like the like gay and lesbian civil rights movement right but um but like her in within her work it's very clear that she was attracted to women hmm. fascinating yeah. um and similarly with that we have another playwright tennessee williams which i think is at this point in a similar boat to like eleanor roosevelt where while they couldn't be out at the time now they're pretty prolific yeah where people are like yeah we know i think yeah i think because they'll be knowing (laughs) well i think it's because he didn't hide it in his life i think people just kind of like i think that's if i uh yeah he was parts of we'll talk he was parts of um like he was parts of gay circles and like had gay community but sometimes that's also a little bit harder because you know that like they're you know they're i'm not sure about what the actual like publicity of that of being in those gay groups was right but so it's hard for like me to know without like you know like i'd I'd have to do a lot more thorough research so i don't want to speak on something i don't exactly know but from what i understand it was 
like an open secret mm. where people know. But then, yeah, like, I did not know that. Even if you look at his Wikipedia page, it doesn't talk about it. He wrote a lot of stuff that we've heard of, but um, never within the context was that mentioned to me. I know, like, when I was yeah. in school, never had that mentioned to me. Yeah. Like, and because I know we did, no one of my teachers in, um, talked about a cat on a hot tin roof. I remember mm. learning about that. Yeah. And. Right. We did, too. Yeah. Though I should have guessed, I should I should feel like I should have known this earlier on, because I'm pretty sure where a streetcar named Desired is men, Desires mentioned somewhere that I read recently, and it was, and I didn't I mean, put, even that name sounds gay. Yeah, and I hadn't a put the A streetcar named Desire? And I hadn't, like, put those together, but <laughs> I, think, I think he's one where, yeah, people, people be knowing and people be ignoring. Right. Yeah. Well, not as much now, but in the past. Yeah. Historically. Um, well, that is the last example that we have of, um people whose sexualities were silenced in history um and to close out today's coming out episode we have a list that we're just gonna like run through lgbtq queer icons yes today who are out and or you know some of them have passed um but they're modern people but yeah modern modern out icons Mm -hmm. um because today like while we do want to recognize um kind of the strides that we've made as a community and how important it is especially like in a historical context to be able to come out um we also want to celebrate those of us who have come out mm-hmm. that's and those exciting people, and a lot of these people are doing really cool kids are really cool shit for the queer community right now and like yes. are moving like really interesting work and conversations and art and, and shifting the narrative about a lot of um a lot of queer things yep yeah mm-hmm. so already let's do it we got of course elliot page recently coming out as um trans love that for him yes we have halsey miley cyrus both um queer i think bisexual yeah icons bisexual um, artists and laverne I, cox yes tessa, tessa thompson, thompson jenna monet obviously marsh p johnson um nikki tutorials who i love um, Nikki Tutorials' homage to Marsha P. Johnson at the Met Gala, mm-hmm. and then also went and, like, honored Marsha P. Johnson by leaving flowers at where she was found dead yep. in New York. It's, yeah, mm, great Iconic. one. Um, the Gay Kids um, from High School Musical, the, the musical, musical The Series. series yes. Uh, included in which, actually, Jos- Joshua Bassett recently came out as bisexual. Yes. For him. By being, by being like, yeah, hairstyles is good looking. I mean, which, best fair. way to come out. Being yeah. like, yeah, hairstyles. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Lil Nas X. Yes. Frank, Frank Ocean, Ocean. Kevin Abstract. And we got Matt Bomer, Neil Patrick Harris, Jim Parsons, which are basically like oh, yeah. all the cast for uh, The Boys in the Band, yeah, which Jesse, if you haven't watched that on Netflix already. Jesse really Tyler good. Ferguson, I feel like is in a similar boat as them. Mm-hmm. Um, Zachary Quinto, Jonathan Groff, mm-hmm. um, Titus Burgess. Zachary Quinto was in Boys in the Band too, right? I think so. I think so. He's Spock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Boy- Boys in the Man was a really fun movie. I liked yeah. it a lot. And well, then he, and Jonathan sad, Groff but... played um, British Monarch in Hamilton. Oh my gosh, that's right. That's and, right. And, you know, his Hilarious. obviously most important role as Jesse St. James in Glee. Um, Actually, I was going to say Kristoff in Frozen. But in but, reality, uh, it's probably his part in, um, in the musicals he's been in. They're probably some of the yeah. most. They're probably yeah. actually the best. Probably yeah. The best. yeah. Um, anyway, moving on. Amanda Steinberg, lesbian icon. Yes. Love her. 
Um, the cast of Queer Eye. Yes, we gotta shout them out. And I think within that, you can also say the cast of Drag of Drag Race. Though yes. I wanna, I kind of like, yes. I wanna acknowledge RuPaul, but also be like, Not. um, no, yeah, because there's people who are doing cooler things on there now. Um, also, I think the the problem with RuPaul is not only that there are people out here doing cooler things, but he is like also setting the queer community back in a lot of ways. Like he pushed it really, really far forward by getting Drag Race on TV. Yeah. But then was like, oh, I'm gonna need to be educated about being that, super transphobic. Uh, yeah, by about and, being transphobic yeah. on a, on the show. And then also he also um, leases land for fracking. Yeah. That's not cool. It's one of those reminders cool. where. You know, with the acceptance of gays and, you know, in, like, power, women in power, that doesn't mean they're all good. Yes. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. She's still not great, even still though she, great. you know, she did some good stuff for the gays a while ago, but now I'm like, you should really stop. Yeah. Um, yep. And we have Kate Brown, who's a bisexual and the governor of Oregon. Yes. Woo! Woohoo. Mayor Pete. Yeah, Mayor Pete, obviously. Moving Doesn't on. matter if he's yeah. actually, like, now something else. He's kind Mayor Pete. He's but Mayor in more Pete. in more important, it's Chaston. Chaston, his husband. Is yes. much better. We um, love. We love. Troy Savon. I love. I love. Faye's favorite. Yeah. Um, Lily Reinhardt, my favorite. Yes. Dove Cameron, also a favorite of mine. Yes. Um, Both came out in, like, the last year or two as bisexual. Love yep. them. Harvey Milk. R.I.P. Yes. Ronan Farrow, one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, and also his uh, partner, um, who, oh my god, why can't I remember his name? Jonathan something, who worked for Obama and, and owns the Crooked Media Company with the other people who worked for Obama. Why well, can't I remember his name? I love him. I follow him on Twitter. Oh, well, I'll think of it later. Okay. Just know he's gay as well. Um, Elvira. Who recently came out as being and has been in like a same sex relationship for like twenty years? You know our Queen of Horror movie, mm-hmm. our Queen of Horror, love her Good for her. Uh, Kristen Stewart, Audrey Plaza, and with them like the whole cla- cast of uh, um, that holiday movie they did that was actually pretty not great. Holiday? But, um, oh no, the um, the last holiday. No, no, no. favorite season, special season, Good season. happiest season, yeah, the happiest that, that was- season, <laughs> hunting season. I don't know. No, Google hunting. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice, Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically half of TikTok, our entire TikTok for you page. Uh, yes. Yeah, out here. Um, those two, those two, um, fight. those two uh, queers that just got married, who I realized recently live in Salem, and I was very upset about that. Yeah, they're like Disney gays, and they just go on vacation to like d- yeah. different Disney. Spots. Yeah, they went. They're all really their honeymoons cute. were at Disney, and I can't remember their names. Mm-hmm. Married. Me upset. They're they're married women, right? Um, I think one's one's a woman, one's a one. I think uses they them pronouns. Got it. Got it. But the one who Square I think couple, is couple then. Yes, I believe so. Love that. Uh, Tyler Posey came out as bisexual on his uh OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Love that. Love that. Um. Oh, yes. And then in 2020, we had the two trans senators who were elected, Christine Halquist and Sarah McBride. Yes, I love that. And obviously, there are, like, so, so, so many people out today that we probably missed yeah um, lady gaga i think that was who that was who you said earlier and i was like you said someone oh, important and i, t- I couldn't write it down and then you forgot who it was yeah, yeah. and then because like, we didn't even address like any like famous people who we didn't we really didn't mention any like influencers we didn't mention yeah. like 
You know, like you know. Well, no, uh, Nikki Tutorials. I would say it's probably an influencer. True, person. but she's um. Ready to stare is a really good. Uh, she's a she's a like a fat queer influencer who's a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, like her a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of people on there who are really fucking cool. Yeah, lots of people, lots of people. Melissa Fabello. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Her boyfriend Tristan, love them, love them. Love them. Our dog Gemma. Our dog Gemma. My brother Arrow. Yes. Out here being a little trans icon for the goddamn children. My sister Becca being a lesbian icon. A lawyer, a lawyer in training icon. Yes. Oh, God bless. Yes. Out here, out here doing my God's cousin good work. Marcus. Oh yes. A gay icon. Like truly worker, a gay icon. Right. He's a social worker. I think so. Yeah. God damn. Truly God a gay icon. Damn. He was the one who ripped the bandaid off of the family and was the first gay cousin. I love that. I think I might have been our first. Well, actually, no, technically my mom was. You know. <laughs> God steal that thunder. God steal that thunder. Damn, mom. Being a trailblazer. Yeah, no. Yeah, my cousin Marcus was the was the one in our family. He came oh, out yeah. as gay like at like 14. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We love. We love. Well, you have it there, folks. And if you were listening today and you are not in a space where you can come out, just know that we love you. Your sexual identity, gender identity are still so, so, so valid, um, even if it is not safe or possible for you to come out yes. right now for whatever reason. 100%. Um, so just know that even if you cannot come out and cannot share on National Coming Out Day, um, you are valid. You are amazing. And we love you so, so much. Yes, we love you so much. Come out when you are ready and when you are safe. Yes. We Or not at all. Yeah. You know, you're you're Yeah, when you're ready, you're safe. Valid. You know, and if you're not ever ready, that's okay. History will remember you. Yes. We'll find your letters. <laughs> we'll find your DMs. <laughs> we'll find your DMs. Talk about it on a podcast in 50 years. Alrighty. Oh, love you guys. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, subscribe, follow, tweet. We don't have a Twitter. <laughs> Do all I do. You thing. can follow me. Yeah, I have a personal Twitter. Um, follow us on TikTok. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. But you switch your TikTok um, to just your name now, oh right? Oh my god, fuck, I did. Damn me. Anyway, it's okay. I still make podcast content on my personal yes. TikTok. It's fine. Um, branding is hard, guys. I'm really struggling. It's fine. And uh, yeah, I think that's all we, we got for today. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting Let's Get Bitchin'. We love having y'all along with us for the ride and thank you to my lovely naomi for chatting with us today love you so thanks much thanks for having me i love you so love much that. by the way guys we're gay <laughs> yeah we're joking we really we really are not just best friends and holiday roommates we be getting married sometime Woo! Yes. tbd and uh, there you have it thanks bye, bye.